浮浮 ，ups and downs。我没有你那么乐观。我没有你那么乐观。我 ，I， 你 ，you， 乐观 ，optimistic。I am not as optimistic as you are. And that's all we have for this week's edition of Chinese to Go, in which we talk about ups and downs. See you next week. On hashtag Taiwan, this lady. <laughs> Her name is Dai Yuan. Now, does that sound familiar to you guys? Uh, Dai Yuan. Sounds like, like Taiwan. Taiwan. That's exactly what it's supposed、yeah. to sound like. And、um, what does she do? So, like, did she say, start, or do something that caught attention? While、well, I tell you guys, you're not going to believe me. But thankfully, I have this video for evidence. Taiwan is devoted in making a better world. We have made many achievements in various fields. Such as environmental protection, medical care, social welfare, equality, education, open government, and so on. However, these accomplishments aren't widely acknowledged by people. Thus, we are not confident enough to ask for a position in the world. We decided to create a Taiwanese using artificial intelligence technologies. We collected and combined headshots from 10,000 Taiwanese. Putting all the facial features together for this Taiwanese girl, she has her own LinkedIn profile. She has abundant work experience, which consists of Taiwan's SDGs fulfillment. She is making friends on social networks. She is promoting herself on LinkedIn for a position in NGO. We would like to know how people react to this Taiwanese girl. Introducing E1. She will prove that Taiwan can help. So let's review. Taiwan is a composite of ten thousand people in Taiwan. Her likeness has been taken from people like、uh, President Tsai Ing-wen or Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu,、oh, wow. former President Ma Ying-jeou, or DPP legislative candidate Enoch Wu. And、uh, I just want to remind everybody that I may very well be one ten thousandth of Dai Yuan's、oh. resemblance. Or all of us, right? Or me. Private people too.、Right? Private people as well. Probably not me. I'm guessing I'm not. Probably, <laughs> Probably not Andrew. But what's her purpose? I don't purpose? see your eyes in there.、Huh? But what's her purpose? A lot of people are asking why this is going on. Well, Dai's creators they wanted her to draw attention and be a symbol for Taiwan's achievements in regards to UN's Sustainable Development Goals. The goal here is to get her on LinkedIn and have her apply for jobs at NGOs, and this is pretty much to show that somebody with traits of Taiwan is desirable by NGOs, showing that Taiwan can make a difference. Now she has a very impressive resume. She boasts two bachelor degrees, a minor, and she also has a master's. She's a legislative director, and she was once a legislative assistant. Now she was created 
by this group, which is called Two Cities Street, and they submitted Dai as an entry into a competition that would maybe have them represent Taiwan at the Cannes Lion Young Lions ah, competition. It's a creative competition. Okay. Unfortunately. On December 6th, the uh, organizing body said that they did not make it to the next round. However, they did acknowledge that Dai made a splash and went viral on the internet. I have to say, I'm a little weirded out by this whole concept. You guys find her attractive? And she's cute, yeah. The thing is, like, I could be one ten thousandth of her, so if I say I find her attractive, <laughs> like, I find her just like a narcissist, I'm not okay with that. There's a lot of things here. All right, would you want to talk to her? No. <laughs> no, that's a little too smart for me. This is starting to sound like a movie. With her, with her yeah. with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. AI is getting very creepy. Yeah. Right? No, very you. exciting, though. Thank you very much, Leslie. And that is hashtag Taiwan for this week. We hope you follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. This is Status Update. <laughs> Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. It's a program where we get to your letters, your letters about our programs and what you think about them and what you heard. And well, your status. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, we're going to update our status first before we get to the letters. So um, this past week has been kind of interesting. Um, my daughter just got married. Um, actually, it's a month ago now. Right, our, our faithful ago. listeners will <laughs> be very tell. aware of this fact by now. <laughs> right. But you said something to me that, that I thought was very interesting and very Taiwanese. This is not something you see, I think, in most other parts of the world, maybe in some other Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Because it's not enough to just like, I don't know, get, uh, married. get married and have <laughs> a ceremony and sign, you know, even have witnesses and get a certificate and all of that. Uh, there's also the matter of what's called huji in Taiwan. Right, um, house registration. Household registration. Household registration, right. <laughs> and and uh, that's something that I think many listeners in other countries will be a bit puzzled by. So can you explain what that is? When I heard you say it and I went, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you had to do that when you got married too. Okay. Well, first of all, as you were saying all those things, I was thinking that it's not normal for Taiwanese people to have weddings in churches. And so, but my daughter, I mean, and my you know, son-in-law, they, you know, they, they had a wedding in the church, right? but that didn't mean anything, like nothing to do with the household registration at all. It just, was not right. even anything formal. It, needs to it be was a, just a ceremony. There needs to be a, a civil right. component to that as well. Right. Okay. And then they kind of forgot, they, they started, you know, busy with their work and everything. So they forgot that they have to go <laughs> register. So they forgot to officially marry just even though exactly. they'd, been, they'd been sort of married in everyone else's eyes yeah. for a month. So legally... They still had to sort that out. Yeah, right, right. So anyway, so then they re realized that they got to do that, but <laughs> only because my daughter, um, well, they haven't had their honeymoon yet, and that's because my daughter's a nurse, and they can't, I mean, she has to arrange her uh, honeymoon, vacations, slash vacation, at a time that's allowed by the work, okay? Right. And so... Um, so then she realized that she has to have this household registration or rather a marriage certificate, a formal marriage certificate in order to um, take a vacation. This, does this mean that they technically have two anniversaries? Yeah. Okay, that's the thing. Because she totally, they totally forgot <laughs> to register. So they could not register as being married on October 26th, which oh. was the day that they had the wedding ceremony. Right. So now they registered that they're married on December 10th. That was the day that we went in 
to apply for the marriage certificate. Right. But it wasn't just a marriage certificate. There's also, like we said, the matter of this household, okay, the household registration. registration. Now, this is very interesting because in Taiwan, this, among other things, determines where you can vote. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, that means it, my daughter has to travel all the way to Taiwan to vote then. Yeah, that means that on. she cannot no longer vote in Taipei. No. Even though she lives here. Right. It's a very, system that is fascinating and I think to some foreigners a bit bizarre. It is bizarre. So, so what is a household registration? What, what What's on it? What's on it? It's got, um, you know, the, the household head. And in, in, our, in my case, it's um, my father-in-law. How patriarchal. <laughs> right. And, and and then, you know, um, my mother-in-law's, of, of course, is also on the house res- registration. And ideally, there are three children, including my husband. But the thing is that um, his older brother lives in the States, so he's not under registration. But um, his younger sister is. Um, of course, that allows them to be able to vote if they're ever back in Taiwan to vote, you know. Um, doing uh, an election. Right, but they have to be physically present, physically in, the, present. in the precinct where they are registered. So they can't just show up at the airport and find the nearest polling place. Right, they no absentee be, votes. First of all, they have to be physically in the country. But not only that, they have to go to the place where they are registered. Registered, right, 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 right. exactly. This and is... so what are the benefits are there for being, for, for, for being registered at a certain address? I don't know, except for voting. I, th- I don't I think... know if there's anything... Other than <laughs> it affects that sort of like oh political school. stuff schools school districts what okay. districts you can send your kids to right. so you know uh, in some cases you know some <clears throat> families if they want the kid to be registered at a certain school in a certain district but they don't have the house registration registration oh god such a mouthful um, in that particular district they can if they happen to have friends in that district to be registered under their household it's registration. It's almost like a kind of adoption. And I've heard this is a bit of a controversial <laughs> adoption, issue. Okay. It is because your kid is on someone else's household registration that they're not biologically related to, all so yeah. that they can get into a certain it's school. It's not the whole family, right? It's just the no, kid. No, no, it's just the... And, and people, like, do this to get their kids into better schools. Better like, schools. I've, or they, like, buy property. I don't know. It's, like, a, a, a bit... I buy think it's shady, really. Like, yeah, or they buy a house. You should in that actually district. live mm-hmm. in the place because the thing is, these are not necessarily fixed in stone. There's a bureaucratic process involved, but you can move your household registration if you want to. Right. It's not like your ancestral home is forever. But a lot of people like never get around to it, or for whatever reason, feel mm-hmm. a connection with the place they're from. So when election time, for instance, comes around, yes, or when it comes time to send their kids to school, school, they may have to send do all that clear across the country. I know. I don't understand. Like, it's very different from like uh, the states where I'm from, where you know I I have a sibling that lives in a different state than the one where we grew up now, mm-hmm. and so like she votes there, not where uh, we grew up. Like it, after I think it's makes six, it all is it like six months or something, and you've got to change your license right. and stuff. And, and but then in, again, in Taiwan, is... it's it's just <laughs> you're sort of rooted there and by default until you choose otherwise. Right. And it, you have to like, does it cost money to change all that uh, paperwork? Minimal application fee, actually. So it's kind of I don't know. Yeah, not, I don't not... understand why people. Why yeah. that system is still around? I think it there is it is it has a uh, an Asian history. I know there's something similar called koseki in Japan. Uh huh. Um, What's that? It's the same huji. It's just read in Japanese. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm not yeah. sure that it affects quite so much though. And here anyway, it's a a, a very big deal. It's well, also something that I was thinking about just last night. That's why I was also very interested <laughs> in this because last night. <laughs> yeah, because um. It's kind of a current events topic, but this this airline, Far Air, uh, what's it called? Far. It has the far unfortunate East acronym, Air? the very unfortunate acronym of FAT. 
Uh, Whenever the planes used to fly yes. in, you could just see fat written on them. But anyway, this airline suddenly collapsed, leaving all sorts of people, their travel plans messed up. And we've got an election coming up next month. Uh-huh. And so I was talking with my sort of Taiwanese common-law spouse the other day. How are these people going to get home to vote? Because it's going to be all the flights are booked now. Right. They can't just vote where they are. Which right. Is, which I think is like really shows how... There are other airlines, right? But they're probably all full up. People oh. are trying to get back to where they're, especially oh, if you gosh, live in one of Taiwan's outlying islands. Yeah, yeah. But you're not registered there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, do you have to be registered for a certain period before you can vote in your district? Or does it, does it take automatic effect? Good question. I'm not sure. So lots of people are trying to figure out what, I think, what they're going to do now. I think it's, it's an interesting conundrum <sighs> that shows that this system, I don't know. I, I wonder mean, if they'll start discussion about it because mm. it seems my personal You're opinion right. a bit antiquated oh wow if you live in taipei why don't you vote for the per, like you know because if you're not living in the place where you elect your representatives from in the in the legislature mm-hmm. they're not really representing you are they because you don't live there yeah you don't pay taxes there really it's and... like you know I, I i particularly like this legislative candidate in another district but then i can't vote for him because i'm not in that district right right but even yeah. if you were if your household registration wasn't there by all mm. means, you should be able to. I don't know. I think I'm. I, it's interesting the sort of lack of debate they, that there is about. Maybe this. they're trying to spread out the um, percentage of votes. I don't know. Evenly, I mean, as best as they could. So I like, don't know. For all its population, I guess the Taipei area, the Greater Taipei area. I mean, a lot of the voters there don't actually vote for candidates here. Mm-hmm. They vote for. They have. They get on trains. Go back. And it's always to their home. Town. There's like traffic jams and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like a, I think, a bit of an unnecessary hassle, really. <laughs> uh, but that's just my view. I think it's patriotism. <laughs> Patriarchal? It's a. Pa- but yeah, I think a, a, woman, know, a woman could be the being head of Being patriotic to your think, own hometown? I don't think that's. It is very interesting, these like ideas about family that we have here now. You see a, a growing number of kids with two surnames, for uh, instance, which they have their father's and their mother's surname, for you instance. You know, it's interesting. That didn't used to happen, I don't think. Uh, as I was accompanying my daughter, and son-in-law, you know, for the household registration thingy, um, I saw a notice that said that when a child is born, they can choose to go with the surname of the mother or the father. But if they, if the parents couldn't decide, then it's like picked by lot. Really? Yes. Wow. I was so surprised. But one of the two, not just a random third surname. Well, I mean, one of the two. <laughs> because in, in, in and in, they can change their name again, but only once in the whole lifetime. I thought there was three times. No, because I have a friend who did change once. their name. Yeah, uh, after so. that or something like that. But so anyway. there's all these like interesting this is so rules. Interesting. And it usually only doesn't really affect us most of the time. But when these things like elections come around, it always makes me think like, why? <laughs> there's not much discussion about it. Doesn't seem is there? Maybe no. there will be now. Yeah. Well, this is a definitely very interesting it's discussion. It's a very here. Taiwanese topic, and very it's very Taiwanese. And so, um, yeah. So, my husband and I we chose to be their witnesses. So we drove them all the way out to Taoyuan uh, City, where the registration is, is right. Yes, That's an hour away. Yeah. Did that yeah. feel inconvenient to you? <laughs> you know? Imagine when she goes to vote next year. And if she I can't mean, get off work that day, yeah. then she oh, can't yeah. vote at all. So that's why we picked that day when she's off work. So a lot know? of like soldiers who are stationed in places very far from there, mm-hmm. on bases very far from where they're registered, they just kind of don't get a voice. And they're the ones defending the country, aren't they? Right. So anyway, she's off your registry now. She's on her husband's? I know. And then, yes, over her husband's. But um, um, ideally, they said that they were going to, like, move her back to our household registration, Why? like maybe in a year's time. Why do that? Because actually he, my son-in-law, would prefer to be registered in Taipei City rather than Taoyuan. 
because Taiwan is just far. And he lives in Taipei, right? Right. You know, with my daughter. So, you know, they wanted to move back to Taipei. But then my mother-in-law was kind of happy that she moved out. My daughter moved out. See, this is all, I hope you're following along. Um, because <laughs> now she wants to register um, my husband's older brother, who lives in the States, back into the household registration. But he doesn't even live in the country. He doesn't. And but you, so, the thing is, so this does not reflect where you actually live. This I does not reflect where you... <laughs> I'm not sure my... Bit. I'm not sure what my in-laws are thinking, but they're thinking about the fact that they're getting old. I don't know. Is there some maybe that issues? Maybe, maybe some legal. See, that's reasons? the thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of a legal fiction, almost like <laughs> you technically live there, but that's not your address, and you may not. You may only go there for election time. There may be nobody in your family that actually lives there anymore. Everyone may have moved away. Yeah, but... A lot of rural registries are probably like that, filled mm. with families that haven't lived there but they... oh and i think there's a limit limited number of people that can be registered in one one single house of registration you have a big family i don't know <laughs> all these mysteries I, but I, it's a very interesting hmm. topic now there's a whole lot of unanswered questions now in my head but anyway <laughs> this has really been a fun discussion so <laughs> i would like to know more about this I, 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 right. kind of, I think a lot of taiwanese people are not really aware of it either because like i said it's not something that really affects their everyday life except for those no occasional legal things yes well anyway i hope that uh, our listeners are finding this interesting uh, as they join in our discussion but uh I <laughs> does think your country have anything similar please let us know yeah really write us and let us know that would be a great letter to read okay so like i said we're talking about letters so we're going to get to your letters now we'd love so much to hear from you what you think about our programs our address is p.o box 123-199 taipei taiwan our email address is rti at rti.org.tw and remember you can always leave us a facebook and a youtube note yes. as well we like to read your comments Yes, please do. Okay, so this first letter is coming to us from Jayanta Chakrabarti of uh, New Delhi, India. It says, Dear friends at RTI, as we approach the end of the year, as a regular listener, I would like to thank RTI for its service. The past months have been a period in which your radio station has been especially useful to my family and myself in keeping us abreast of events and happenings in Taiwan and around the world. We all hope that RTI will continue to inform and entertain us in the coming new year as well. Let me take this opportunity to wish all the deserving team members at RTI and their loving families a, and this is in Chinese, a simplified form of Chinese characters, which means uh, Merry Christmas, uh, 2020, which means Happy New Year in the, in the year 2020. I'm happy to send your feedback on your news program of December 8th for your kind verification with a printed QSR card with no problem. So he listened from the frequency 6180 kilohertz. Quality of reception was 43444. Uh, some details, he said uh, he listened to the news on the ambitious plan for the government to revamp the aerospace industry. Also about President Tsai Ing-wen stating that a 10-year budget of $25 billion New Taiwan dollars has been earmarked for launching a satellite each year for the next decade. This is a recognition of Taiwan's technological prowess in the aerospace industry. Uh, another story was the National Chinese Orchestra Taiwan is to conduct a musical entitled Crossing Ridges, appreciating the musical story of Bunun. This week, the musical rendition will highlight the joys and sorrows of this indigenous Bunun tribe of Taiwan. Okay, well, thank you so much for the details. That was coming to us from Jayanta Chagrabati of India. We've got a letter here from Indonesia, this one coming from Walu Ibn Dishman, and it says, Dear RTI, I haven't sent a reception report to you in a long time, and I'm very sorry for that. Uh, for the past month, I've been so busy. This is a reception report for our frequency 15320 kilohertz, all listened to from 1000 to 1100 hours Jakarta time. 
And this is a range of different uh, programs from early December. Uh, the first one, appropriately enough, was an interview I did with our colleague Tony Tamsir, who is really has a lot of interesting stories oh, yeah. to tell. Yes, of the Indonesian service. Yeah, and he was talking about Indonesian workers here. And that's, I mean, just this morning I saw like four on my way to work. So they're, they're very uh-huh. visible. Like, yeah. You know, push, most of them are pushing wheelchairs. Um, mm. We have an aging population and uh, we rely on Indonesian people to take care of them. Yes. Uh, so he was talking helpful. about conditions and things like that, where people are coming from and, and why they choose Taiwan. It was an interesting discussion. Uh, so he was talking about wellness and yoga. I don't remember him talking about yoga. Oh, it, it sounds like it's someone program. I interviewed. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't remember program. talking about yoga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. It was a while ago, but I don't remember that bit. Um, right. Simpo was three across the board. That was on December 2nd. On the 3rd, uh, again, Simpo three across the board. We had a news item about how there has been a 20% spike in the number of Hong Kongers moving here or trying to move here and become residents. Uh, here in Taiwan, there was an article about a uh, museum here. That was followed by Ear to the Ground, uh, Andrew's program about uh, interesting sounds from around the world. And this was about a Christian church in Jerusalem. On the 4th, uh, w- Simpo was not so great, all twos, but oh. still apparently audible, which is good to know. Uh, the news featured an item about President Tsai Ing-wen talking about bilateral economic ties between Taiwan and Japan. Uh, there's supposed to be a surplus of 7 million this year. I'm not sure what 7 million what. Maybe dollars, empty dollars, yen. Uh, then there was here in Taiwan dis- a discussion about coffee culture. And then there was a, a it looks like a Chinese to go maybe, it was talking about next year. The f- word next year, which is minian in Chinese. That was followed by a status update. This is kind of funny. We read an email from a listener in Miyagi, Japan, and there was interference by Japanese radio during that uh, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, there you go. Um, on the 5th of December, Simpo was three again, back up a little bit. The news featured an item about the National Security Bureau saying that uh, this news story allegedly that they allegedly sent an agent to Australia is not true. It's fake news. And there was here in Taiwan talking about a new flavor of boba or bubble tea, which is a, you could almost call it a Taiwan's drink, preferred drink of choice. Mm. Um, finally, on uh, December 6th, Simpo was 33343, and the news talked about Thailand, which uh, has sort of proposed making a... Taiwanese visitors provide some financial data. Okay. They need to show that they can support themselves. And a lot of people here, especially travel agents, oh, weren't yeah. very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been postponed until March next year. Uh, thank you so much and see you in another email. Your listener, Walu Ibn Dishman of Indonesia. Well, that's it for this week's status update. We still love to hear from you, so do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember, you can always leave us a comment on Facebook or on YouTube, letting us know what you think. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. That's right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. See you. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. 
in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.